going forward, we need millions of metric tons of seafood to meet, you know, future demand in the next 10 years or so. I mean, we need like 20 million metric tons or my, the numbers keep getting revised, but it's, it's a massive amount of seafood. According to the Environmental Defense Fund, overfishing is the most serious threat to our oceans. How can the seafood industry keep up with this increasing demand for seafood without depleting our oceans? That's a great question and something I'm looking forward to discussing today on Farming for the Future. I'm your host, Charles Gonzalez. And I'm your host, Paige Flannery. Today we're here to talk about aquaculture, which is the rearing of aquatic animals or the cultivation of aquatic plants for food. We want to dive into the topic of aquaculture, discuss some of the challenges or drawbacks, highlight the benefits, and figure out if it's really a sustainable source for our seafood going forward. We sat down with Ron Honig, manager of the Experimental Hatchery and Senior Research Associate at the University of Miami Rosenstiel School of Marine and Atmospheric Science to learn more about aquaculture in general and the work he does here at UM. It's a very diverse industry and it is a very large industry. You cover all aspects from the biology of, of spawning of fish to the economics of, of growing them uh, to the difficulties of marketing them. Then you have policy and legal issues that, that come into play. The lab I'm specifically involved with in the hatchery, we're looking at marine finfish aquaculture specifically, uh, focusing on captive breeding, larval rearing, and then with our industry partners and collaborators looking at you know offshore grow out, open ocean cage culture, as well as now uh, land-based finfish culture. We wanted to know what is pushing the aquaculture industry and why this is going to be such a vital practice going forward. As long as there's an economic incentive to fish and to overfish, it, it, it's going to be really difficult to, you know, police that globally. So uh, it only made sense that farming being more efficient, a better uh, use of resources to get the seafood we need, um, that was going to take help take pressure off of our, of our wild resources. So it seems that aquaculture is the best way to sustainably feed everyone without taking too much from our oceans. But we started to wonder, what are the challenges of this process? To find out more, we spoke with Delia McNamara, a second semester graduate student at the Rosenstiel School of Marine and Atmospheric Science. Delia is working to get her Master of Professional Studies degree. So even though she does work in the hatchery doing hands-on day-to-day maintenance and research, she also studies the business side of aquaculture. She gave us her perspective on why it can be difficult for aquaculture to get off the ground. So one of the biggest costs associated with aquaculture is usually feed. Um, when they're young, when they're larvae, they need live feeds that are mobile. So um, you'll have like different types of zooplankton that you have to raise yourself or buy and then add to the tanks. Um, and then when they're older, you can switch them onto dry feed, but um, it's, it's still kind of costly. You know, we have a common saying in aquaculture that the most expensive fish is a dead fish because um, you've already put all those resources into that fish, especially if it's near 
you know, like a harvestable size. Um, you've already spent all that money on that fish and then you can't sell it. Since one of the main hurdles of aquaculture at this moment is the cost and efficiency of the process, we asked about some of the positives of it and how it may be more sustainable than people think. So fish being an aquatic species compared to a land-based species tend to have a very good feed conversion ratio, which means that almost all of what you're feeding them turns into like their body mass. Like they're converting it really effectively to become protein that would then be harvested to, to have, you know, fish meat, fish products. Whereas land-based animals tend to not be quite as good. Aside from the costs, what is stopping aquaculture from being our main source of seafood? Certainly it's, you know, one of the biggest hurdles right now is the consumer perception. More than half of the seafood that people eat is already farmed. And, you know, in the U.S. we import over 90% of our seafood, of which at least 50% of that is farmed. So when people say, oh, I, I never eat farmed fish, I don't eat anything farm raised, you know, that's really just not true. They, they may not be aware of it, but, you know, when you combine that with the mislabeling of seafood in the U.S., which is, you know, upwards of 30% of seafood is mislabeled, um, it's, it's, a, it's just a fact. You're eating farm fish, and that's not a bad thing. We wanted to get to the source of this problem and see what these negative perceptions of aquaculture really stemmed from. There's... Um, this perception of it being dirty and unhealthy. And, you know, some of that is looking at how aquaculture was conducted 20, 30 years ago. Um, and certainly in some places in the world, you know, they're still operating some of those same, under some of those same methods. That's not something we're advocating. And I think when you go to um, certain, you know, reputable, distributors and retailers, they're also now taking the steps to ensure that their products are, are you know, reared in sort of best management practices and, and following um, some, some, some good guidelines to, to, so the consumer can, you know, feel good about what they're eating. Hearing about the promising future of aquaculture, we wondered how this would affect the fishing industry. Being an avid fisherman myself, I wanted to learn more. So I sat down with Captain John Cooper to get his perspective. Uh, I've been fishing my whole life, um, commercially and recreationally, and have ran charters for almost 30 years now. It's black and white, just a lot less fish across the board. I mean, the pressure has definitely taken its toll, although the recent litigation of uh, increased size limits and then closed seasons seem to be helping. We wanted to hear his thoughts on the growing aquaculture industry and how it may affect his charter business. If the stock enhancement improves and there's more fish to catch, then it's, it's simply uh, a better experience for, from a charter standpoint, for sure. So the more you catch, the happier the customer. Uh, so that's a win-win. And if it's as far as people uh, eating more farm-raised seafood, that's gonna take the pressure off the you know, the organic products, and that, that, that's a win-win as well. If they can make it work, um, you know, from a, on, globally, not just regionally, if they can make it work globally, and um, I, I think it's going to be necessary, for sure, to sustain the natural stocks. 
So it seems like this industry is really turning around and it's going to have a lot of support from people going forward. I agree. I think this is something more people should be aware of and hopefully keep in mind next time they're buying seafood. The more we can get uh, our message out there, at least that you know, there are you know, sustainable ways of doing this and this is a, a positive uh, you know, industry for, for our future, I think it's really important. And you know, it's very difficult for the average person to sort of tackle their own personal sustainability and, and their environmental footprint and carbon footprint also. It's, it's kind of abstract and it's difficult for the individual to, to sort of tackle that. But, you know, aquaculture products are, are certainly one aspect that if you're comparing terrestrial beef, pork to that farm salmon dinner, it is a more sustainable product. So what steps can consumers take to support this growing industry? Buy good aquaculture products. Find your, find your local seafood farmer. Seek them out, talk to them, see what they're selling and how they're producing it. Most people are pretty open about all of it. Overall, this seems like a simple change that people can make in their lives that can have such a greater impact than we realize. Hopefully, the information presented today can help combat some of those negative stigmas that don't really apply to today's aquaculture practices. I agree. We heard a lot of information that shows how important it will be going forward to support the aquaculture industry. I think that this message is something that a lot of people can get behind, especially when it comes to living a healthier, more environmentally conscious lifestyle. Next time I hear someone say that they only eat wild-caught seafood, I'll be sure to spread the message that farmed fish is also a safe, healthy, and sustainable way to eat seafood. We would like to thank our guests for sitting down with us and teaching us more about the important role that aquaculture will play going forward. If you enjoyed learning about aquaculture and wanted to know more about sustainable farming practices, be sure to tune in for our next episode of Farming for the Future.